Hello, and welcome back to Conversations with Claire. Today, I have a guest that I am oh so very excited to have on, and her name is Shandy Nichelle. Am I saying your last name correctly? Because I bet I'm not, but I like it that way. It's Nichelle. Yep. And it's actually my middle name. No one shall know <gasps> my last name. That's not your last name? <laughs> okay. I did not know that. No, no. But that's, I like it that way. Because Shandy is your first name, I always just say it, Nichelle. And I like it. I like it too. Put a little French twist on it. Nichelle. We're keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Shandy is the founder and CEO of Freewell, which is a personal care company that aims to improve the lives of customers and the world around them by thoughtful, powerful, and tactical solutions for personal care and wellness. And then also we will get into this later, but just some like really cool stuff. We're going to head towards that towards the end of the episode, but just interesting things about the brand is, is she's just positioning it in a really cool way. And what comes up for me is the way in which she's involving women and athletes. So like I said, we'll, we'll get into that later, but it's a really cool company that she's building and their perspective on the way that they're building it is really cool. And I can even speak to some personal experiences I've had so far with that, that we can talk about later, but we're going to do that later. So we're first going to say how we met. And usually I tell that story, but I want Shandy to tell it. It's our meet cute. Have you heard <laughs> of meet cute? You know, like the scene in a movie where people like the couple meets each other. So no. Okay. So Claire and I met um, at the most epic weekend ever. So cool. It was something I'd been wanting to do for a really long time. And then thankfully Mary B, um, who's our mutual friend, yep. um, invited us and it's the sheepdog response course. Essentially you get to be a Navy SEAL ninja with a gun for three days and learn <laughs> highly tactical skills for self-defense. Um, what I learned from that weekend is I need to a better uh, alarm system because <laughs> no one wanted anybody to get in my house after that. <laughs> Especially. So I'm sitting on the couch. All the girls are there. And in walks this like stunning woman. And I'm just like, who is this girl in her workout booty shorts? Just so pretty. And then we're like in the room and we're doing the five hours of jujitsu. Yeah. And which just one of my fondest memories. It was really something that was really stood out for me was I kind of found my crew, like the type of women that I like to surround myself with. Mm -hmm. um, but one of my first interactions with Claire was they made us do these um, essentially fight to the death, <laughs> but you don't really die. And typically in jujitsu, you get to tap out, like you choke somebody, you get to tap out, which I didn't realize what a luxury that is when they remove that and you actually have to like, just hold dominance on somebody, which is way harder yeah. to do. So you're already going three minute rounds. You're already kind of tired. And then I turn the corner and then there's Claire Bays, which I'm going to call Bay Bay. <laughs> I was, I had a dream about you last night. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> okay. But I was, I had a dream that you were like a personal trainer uh, for women and you had a That's dream. That's real life. And it was, <laughs> it was Bays Bays. It was B-A-Y-S and then it was B A E. Oh, I love it. Like Bay's Bay's. Like I used to be a bartender and people would put, <laughs> my name would be Claire B on the ticket and people would put A-E afterwards. Yeah, And I was like, I couldn't love yes. this more. So we're like your Bay's, like you're, you know. Like, I'm here for it. Yeah. And so I turn the corner and then I see Claire and I wish I could, you could see a video of this, but she's just like, I'm going to go full force. Are you ready? And I'm just like, 
okay. And then like, you know, she's also, I'm, I'm a pretty petite person, you know, and, but Claire is a, a force. And like she says, she's built to be durable. Yes. And I got to firsthand experience the durableness. <laughs> I love this. And she just like takes my soul and it's this interesting feeling of feeling like you're being manhandled, but you got boobs on you at the same time. And it was just this nurturing but torturous experience. I don't know. It is so funny, too, because I would imagine I probably what I still do in live roles to this day is I will literally choke someone and they're like about to tap. And I'm like, are you good? Yeah. Like, they haven't even tapped yet. I'm like, are you OK? And then they're like, yeah, keep going. And then I, and then, yeah. then we finish it out. Yeah. But it's funny. And by the way, I'm still so green and it's still whatever. But it's funny because in these interactions, I'm yeah. like choosing to like, okay, I'm told that I'm supposed to apply force and make this individual uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'll do this. And yeah. then, and then even in the middle of it, I'm like, are you okay? Did yeah. I do that with you at any point? I sure hope I, I, did. I don't think you oh, gosh. did with me. I think that you were just like, get fucking ready. <laughs> like, and I was like, well, I'm not ready. And what I felt, okay, so this is funny. You say the whole like walk in and whatever. And of course, like, by the way, Shandy, you guys are going to see, but she's beautiful and she is Aww. petite. She's the cutest thing ever, uh, with amazing hair, which is very convenient for what she chooses to do. Um, for a living, which I mean, I say convenient. She has cultivated that hair, that head of hair, but anyway, so this interaction was my first experience on jujitsu mats ever. Whereas you are more familiar with that space. And what I found interesting in that experience, one, you say I walk in and you feel that way, which is funny because I'm just in my body and I don't, I don't think like that at all. So when yeah. you say that, I'm like, I don't even recognize that that could be a thing. Thank you. Um, but then also <laughs> what I found there is I felt like I was the bully. Like, and I you was were. Like, <laughs> I was like, I just like, this is so bad. And I wasn't like, let's be clear. I wasn't hurting anyone. No, she wasn't. She was the bully in the sense of just like. I'm just large. In, in charge. In charge. Like for sure. Like, But the bully is not a bad thing, you know? It was just, I felt like. I, it was, I was just saying, I'm just saying if there's a zombie apocalypse, you're on my fucking team. Okay. Yeah. like Yeah, that was what you said afterwards. And it was funny because I felt I had to be like, hey guys, I truly don't know what I'm doing here. So I understand that I maybe carry this stature that looks a little scary, but like. I have no idea what I'm doing. And yeah. so it was just funny because I feel like exactly what you said, you turn around and they're like, I feel like everybody was like looking around for anybody to partner with, but me. And I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to actually hurt you. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I will lay on top of you. Yes, <laughs> she does. And she does the funny, the, what the, I mean, that weekend was so epic. Yes, right. And yes. there was like so many things that like, it probably one of the hands down the best experiences of my life. I do want to keep doing the program over and over again. Yeah. Actually, what? I talked to Tim recently and he said, take the mixed sex one because we took the women's only one. And so after speaking to him, after having taken the protector one women's yeah. only, he encouraged me just so you know. That's it might what Mary be said too. He said, go ahead and go take the one that's with men as well. Get okay. some ro live roles with men, which you already go to a jujitsu gym and do that anyway. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was his recommendation. I would, so. I, I would love to. Like yeah. it was. I want to. It's just all the, first of all, it's all the things that I've always wanted to do in general and big shout out to Tim. I really appreciate that because the reason why I got a ticket to that was because I'm a sexual assault survivor and he gave a free ticket to do that. Yeah. So I'm like forever grateful. I think that's super, super cool. Yeah. But back to you being a bully. So first, <laughs> <laughs> by 
by the way, the course is epic. And I will say, I think that the code is like MB10. MB10, Mary. Which is for Mary Barron, our friend, who I had already talked to Tim about taking the course. Like, almost a year prior yeah and but life happens and then Mary was like no you're going because yes. we're all going and you're going yes. so shout out to her and that saves you like 10 percent, which I think is like a hundred bucks so just oh, so yeah. if anybody looks up sheepdog response and they want to take the course you can use her code and save like a hundred bucks so it's mb10 I think it anyway. was so so awesome so like I'm in the room with Claire you know and like we're rolling and one of the things I really liked about you was that like you took it serious and we really did roll. Like, you know, I felt like I traumatized women when I was there. Yeah. Like we know half the women didn't come back the next day. Like, Definitely by the time we were doing live rolls, most people were out. And then by the time we went to the range the final day, like well, multiple people just left. After day two, like I had to really have a conversation with myself. Cause you know, Yako was like, I'm going to put you into the black zone. And I've been so excited to talk to you about this too, because it's been however long since we, we did it. Mm-hmm. And it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my, like one of the scariest things I've ever done in my entire life to have him like sitting on top of me, covering my mouth, covering my eyes. I watched that. Yeah. It's on video apparently. So if you want to see me like go into the black zone, I charge you $20. <laughs> Starts in OnlyFans for yeah. one piece of content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they, um, but it was like, it was one of the scariest things. And I did, I got to experience what that situation would really be like. Mm. And I told Yako, I was like, I want to go back and do this with you over and over and over again mm-hmm. until I feel like I can actually be fully present in a moment like that. Yeah. Not even because of like something were to happen, but because the skills I think that would come from doing something like that. Uh, me being a CEO, like being in a really high stress situation yep. and being able to keep like that thing. If I can stay calm with a six foot two former special forces, six degree black belt jujitsu guy, you know, covering my face. Yeah. I can handle anything. Yeah. And I like what, you know, so black zone, just for anybody who's not, who's listening, who yeah. isn't familiar with what you're referring to is just simply like where you just are no, and I'm, I'm, not an expert in this. So I'm just going to attempt to regurgitate what I heard, you know, but it's just where you've gone from, maybe you had the capacity to take some right actions. Maybe you had the capacity to like see the exit or do the thing or see the weapon or anything in black zone. is just kind of where you just like freeze up and just don't know what to do. And you're just yeah. kind of like, you don't have any, you don't feel in that moment as though you have any next right option and you're just kind of frozen. Yeah. And so that's what you're referring to. And they, and they intentionally, of course, this is this is where we say people were leaving and things like that. Like it was voluntary. You were not going to be absolutely forced into it, but this is something you wanted. And he did say, this is what we, because one of the phrases that I took away from that weekend that I loved, uh, is, and I love this for me and I'll explain why. So violence is a language, learn how to speak it. Mm -hmm. Our instructor, Ashley said that multiple times. She kind of drilled that into us. First of all, how badass were right? Like those two women, they were, Insane. Like girl crushes, big time. I love them. I one of them lives out in Arizona, and I can't wait to go see her. Uh, <gasps> bring me. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, yeah, you need to go to Arizona. Yeah, and then uh, and then Ashley's out in San Diego. San Diego. I think. Yeah, which of course yes. is a great location. Anyway, so I you know you hear that, and I will say, so my whole life, 
and this is, I feel at peace with this in the sense of any time that I have seen violence taking place. So whether I'm like a kid growing up in school and a fight's taking place, Mm -hmm. I get as far away as fast as possible, which is a safety thing to do, right? Like you don't want to be near the problem. You know, if there's a weapon that is suddenly a part of like, you should get away from the situation. Right. And so I'm grateful that that's been my, I don't want to go directly to the whatever, right? However, the world is crazier than ever before. I don't know about crazier than ever before, but it certainly is crazy right now. Mm -hmm. It's scary. And, and we're seeing constantly that just wild things are happening. And given the current state of things within the country that we live in and the ability to call a first responder and to get somebody present, whatever, like, we don't, you don't have the luxury that maybe you once had of like just being safe because someone else is going to protect you. And so that's where the inspiration for the choice to take a look this direction for me comes is because I don't ever want to be in a situation where I have to take care of myself in that way. I hope nothing ever happens like that. And yet I don't trust that it never will. And I would like to have some skills to be able to deal with that. Right. And so that's where this all of this inspiration comes from. And you, you agree, you know, with that. And so I loved the violence as a language learned to speak it. And so being able to expose ourselves as your dainty, cute little self and myself who, Oh, you watch out though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) She loves a good choke. And, and I mean like myself who maybe I have a bigger stature, but at the end of the day, I'm still a female and I'm not that big, you know? Uh, and, and so I, I'm willing to go get on a jujitsu match to mat today yeah. regularly because I want a skill. I'm willing to learn how this to use a firearm, to know what the status of a firearm is, to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, deploy like I, those are things that are useful skills should you ever need them and hope that you never do. And yet the world is nuts. Yeah. And so I just liked that. You know, it's even I, I can remember whenever UFC started getting popular and I was like, this is, and of course I didn't understand any of the skill behind it at that time yeah. or anything like that. Whereas now I can kind of like maybe pay a bit better attention to like what they're doing, which is neat, but still these people are harming one another. And I was like, why on earth would you ever want to like watch that? Whereas today now when I work across from 10th planet, which is amazing. And these guys yeah. train MMA. So they're my friends. So now I'm invested in their storyline because I like them as humans, but I want to be able to see it and not have such a reverse reaction in case I ever need to be in a situation Mm. where it's directly in front of me and I need to deal with it. I'd rather be able to have the skill. And so I'm not saying that I have some tremendous skill with it yet, but I'm turning my gaze that direction Mm. and I'm watching because I want to be less. I don't want to go black. Like you said, you don't want to go to the black zone. No, I'd rather be able to see that and deal with it. So anyway, that's kind of a cool story about how we met. Yes, it was awesome. And then the best part was, you know, seeing Claire, in jujitsu now too. And for me, it's just trying to excuses, but trying to figure out when I put this in my schedule in my life, you Mm. know? Yeah. Um, but we've rolled together since. And the funniest thing was when I had a hair tie on my wrist and then somehow at the end of the match, it was on Claire's wrist. Like, like, how does that even, how does that even happen? I was on top of you and I saw it on the mat and I just put it on my wrist as I'm smothering you. Yeah. Like she's got my back, you know, she's like, or she's like, Ooh, hair tie. Cause those things are like gold. Right. Like, you know, it's like, I was just like, where, and then it's like there, you know, it's so funny, but it is, it's so, it's really cool. And like, it was just really great to like, bond with women in that way and like I've always joked that I wanted to be a ninja and like do those things but I held off on that a long part of my life and 
whenever Mary asked me if I wanted to do this, I was like, God does want me to be a ninja. And like, it was just validation. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, I, yeah, but it was, it was just one of those things where I was like, finally I'm doing the things that I've always wanted to do that make me happy, you mm-hmm. know? And you know, I'm, I have this girly girl look, but it's been this tomboy inside of me that, but the cool thing is I've, I've met other women that like, we're, we're all kind of similar. It attracts a certain type of person, yeah. you know? Well, and I love, you know, that what you said, you're a girly girl, you are through and through you, your style. I can't get over it. You're uh-huh. always so cute. Your hair always looks great. Your makeup always looks great. Like you are such a vibe in this cute little way. Right. And so I love that you also can allow yourself to like have that side too. I just, I think it's as much as, yeah, we have this common thread. We're also so vastly different. And for you to choose to lean into the discomfort. And I think that that was, you know, for me, even going into 10th planet, I even knew a lot of the people and still felt fear upon entering going, this is foreign to me. I don't know this world, but this is a worthwhile endeavor. So I'm going to step through the door anyway. And we can take and apply that to any of the scary things we've done, whether it's in business or wherever in life. But I just commend you for going, yeah, maybe I'm perceived as this way, this cute little whatever, but I really, I want to be more and you choose to do it anyway. Yeah. It's been so freeing for me to be able to like, well, that's part of my company too, is like, I like I look like a girly girl who spends hours on her hair and makeup, but it takes me 30 minutes from start to finish to get ready. <gasps> me too. I just don't give a, I don't want to waste my time doing that. Cause I'd rather go and do other things, which is why I have a whole company that's designated to doing that kind of stuff where yep. it's like, I, I want, like those are the things that are self care to me. And that's how I perceive self care to me. It's not necessarily doing a face mask or deep conditioning hair treatment. It's, like getting on a jujitsu mat, which feels like meditation to me, mm-hmm. honestly, like, um, that feels better. So the fact that I can like still take care of myself while I'm doing the things that actually feel like self care for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I wanted to make mm-hmm. because it was, but it was a, one of the d- most depressing times of my life was I had created this whole image of being this girly girl because it sold. Right. But I was miserable because I wasn't that person. I like girls fantasize about their wedding. Like, no, like I fantasize about going to third world countries and doing cool ninja stuff. Right. Like if I could be a Navy SEAL, I think I would be truthfully. And it wasn't until I leaned into that and free will is so much of an embodiment of what I was seeking Yeah. and creating something that feels through and through like that life experience that I had is so, so great. Yeah. And I'm, well, it's an interesting way to marry the worlds, you know, in your, in your description of brand in, in your, you know, essence of it, it says tactical. You you literally like intentionally put tops on things that are tactical, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're making it that way. And yet it is a cosmetic care. Correct. Correct. So well, it's cool. Well, I mean, I was, like you've married the, you've married the two worlds. You're 18 years in the, yep. in the hairdresser world along with this other side of you that you love. Oh, totally. And my dad was in the air force for my entire life. So 23 years, two tours in Iraq, one year in Korea, like all that. Um, and so I remember like being surrounded by all of his gear all the time Yeah. and just like how well it was made. And I got a lot of that stuff handed down to me, you know, so I get kind of irritated when things aren't made well, Yeah. you know, and the other part 
is, you know, tactical to me just means, I mean, I'll buy anything if it says tactical. I'm, a, I'm that person, you know, like I'm literally like, oh, that says tactical. Like, okay, tactical gum. I love it. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Oh my gosh. By the way, shout out 511 Tactical. I will say I just have to like shout yeah. them out because th- I've gotten to have a relationship with them over the last couple of years. And yeah. uh, actually, I think they're somewhere in here. Maybe like I can find them and show you. But there's these like all these banners that were in the stores over the last year <gasps> from a shoot that Ooh. I did last December with Tim, which is the first time that yeah, we yeah, met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they have been wonderful. So yeah. not only do they make phenomenal yep. gear, but the people behind that brand that I've gotten the opportunity to cultivate a relationship with over yep. the last couple of years yeah. um, has been amazing. I went with them to an event in Nashville with Sig Sauer, and that was yeah. an epic experience. Anyway, I, I got to go wonderful. there for a legit reason when I did, you know, because I'd been in there before, but I didn't really have a reason to buy anything there. And then I was like, I'm doing a sheepdog response. It's coming weekend. Oh, so I need, I need some gear, yeah. you know? And they're like, oh yeah, we've heard of that. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that. Like yeah. I was such a, like a bro girl and I walk in there and I, I do, they don't make things small enough for me. Oh, that really? was the one thing is like, I was trying to find something that fit me. So I'm putting a shout out there. Even like pants? Pants, like tops were good but like it was like the pants I couldn't find a size that were small enough what's the s- smallest size you could find in store um I think it was a zero I'll ask and just see yeah if they have yeah smaller. that'd be cool yeah um but it was so great like all their stuff I actually bought my backpack there yeah which oh, looks gosh, like yeah. I'm gonna go do something serious I have so many do you remember my backpack from that day I'll just show you it's so cool literally it's really cool. You looked like Laura Croft. That's what I know. That's my goal in life. Yeah. Well, that's who you looked like. So you crushed it. Crushed. Okay. We do have to move on. So I do want to go now to, because there's a lot that builds into this story and there's no way that we're sufficiently going to be able to cover everything that we kind of wish we could in this window of time. So we'll just get done what we can. But I do want to ask you because, so yes, you've built this brand. That's those things. But some of the behaviors that you're having, you know, the brand also chooses to partner with, uh, human trafficking survivors and different things like, like there's a lot of parts of your story. We also bonded immediately because we're both in recovery from alcoholism. Yes. And we've talked about this, that we're, we're both comfortable publicly speaking about this. Yes. So there's a lot of layers to you. And so I, I do actually want to kind of just literally, let's go back. Let's go back to how did we get here? Like what was Mm -hmm. childhood? Like when did substance come into the conversation with you? Why is the human trafficking slash survivors of sexual assault? Why is all of that a priority to you? Yeah. Um, that's a lot. So take your time. Yeah. So the reason why I'm so passionate about working with human trafficking is two reasons. Um, I was brutally raped at seven years old. Also, when I was in the depths of using alcohol to not feel those memories, um, I sought out anything I could, and I saw stories of human trafficking survivors, and it was when things kind of clicked for me. So they kind of saved me in a weird place because a lot of them struggled with substance abuse. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, like, is that what's happening with me? So, I mean, I have amazing parents, you know, um, I had the quintessential, I guess you could say dad was in the military. Like I mentioned, I was always like the new kid that had its own share of, you know, issues. You know, I, I didn't do the best. I wasn't in sports or anything. I didn't get athletic till I was later in life. But, you know, I was raped at the place where I should have been the safest on the planet. It was my great grandparents' house. Every major 
male figure in my life was there. Grandfather, uncle, dad, all amazing men. And, you know, my parents, my mom is a rape survivor. My grandmother is a rape survivor, which is another reason why I'm so passionate about it. I'm three generations and this, this stops with me. That's literally how I see it. This stops with me. But my parents did almost everything they could to prevent something from happening to me. And I mean, I wasn't allowed to stay at other people's kids, parents' houses, you know, unless they deeply knew that person. Like they took every precaution that they could. Mm -hmm. And it's just still so crazy that that happened. Yeah. And so I, yeah, this older guy, like he was, I think we've now pinpointed the age to be around like 14 or 16. Um, I was seven takes offers to take me into the woods. And I, of course I thought it was like the cool kid and he picked me and I'm special and you know, um, and I have vivid memories of what I was wearing, everything, you know, of molestation and around like middle school age is when I start to kind of put two and two together that something happened to me. Cause I, you start to get awareness around, I don't remember the next day. Like that was the part that's always bothered me is I don't remember the next day. So you went into the woods with this person and then you return back to your family, whatever. And yeah. Like, and I don't have any memory of right after any of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. And, um, but I remember in middle school, you're starting to learn about the birds and the bees and like all that stuff. And I started to put two and two together mm-hmm. And that's also around the same time when girls are being labeled sluts or she's promiscuous or things like that. Sure. So it was almost like shameful for me to even voice it or say anything. And I didn't have the words to say it. I grew up in a pretty Christian household, you know. And so like I remember like sitting my parents down as a middle school 11 year old, which I was showing very serious signs of something happened, you know, um, like I remember having very extreme thoughts at that age of like not wanting to live and like all of that as a middle schooler, which now I look back and like, that's not normal. Right. Like I but it feels like you're normal. Mm -hmm. So then, um, I could not put the words together to tell my parents the details of what this guy did to me because it just felt so shameful. How do you tell your dad that? And as an 11 year old. Correct. Yeah. So what my parents So that's my memory of that. And then around 18 years old, um, I'm sitting with my grandma on the couch and I kind of tell her about what happened to me. And she goes, oh, sweetheart, you know what happened to him, right? Because it was my great aunt's stepson. And so not blood related, but at the family, you know, like I said, all my relatives were there. Come to find out my grandfather was during that time, my mom since we've had all these conversations about their experience of that day, my experience of that day. My grandfather was dying of cancer. And so everybody was in the house with him, taking care of him, hospice, all that stuff. The the adults were like obviously occupied Mm -hmm. and you think your kids are safe. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, my grandma proceeds to tell me that he was on, he's now on death row for rape and murder. And I just remember feeling this overwhelm feeling. Um, Not only did something happen, but I was, something happened to me by a guy that was capable of 
murder and rape and that changes something in your body, you know, like, and that was the start of my very first relationship, which was abusive. Not great. My self-esteem didn't have any, you know, um, like I started getting into drugs and was, you know, didn't care if I lived to be honest. Yeah. You know, um, and thankfully, um, over time, I've always been a really hard worker. I've always been ambitious. And I, you know, once I was able to build my own business, it's like, you know, some people feel like that's so scary being a business owner. I was like, it's scary being employed by somebody. They can fire you at any minute. I know what I can handle. Right. Like, so for me, it's actually less scary to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I've been one since I was 25. And then once I had that, I had something that was like fulfilling me and propelling me forward, left that relationship, you know, and grew a very successful hair business. And right around 30 years old, you know, um, I was single and I remember starting to look, I questioned something that had happened to me when I was younger because I kind of numbed it and put it back. And I was also kind of told that put your head down and move on. Right. Because that's what my mom's generation that's had what to they do. Were, yeah. Yeah. So right around that time, I started to look at what happened to me. And then it was like someone was unlocking a door and opening it. And there was a movie being played and I did not want to see it. And I I was unlocking the memories that were in my head that I my body had self-preserved and blocked for 20 years. Yeah. You literally dissociate. Totally. Yeah. And wine became my best friend. I would have bottles of wine. You know, even though I was like a... I had that party girl phase and like that self-destructive behavior at that time. Like I would never take it out on anybody else. I would take it out on myself. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I would, I was busting my ass doing so amazing in the salon, but every night I was drinking a bottle of wine to get through the next day. No one knew, you know, and I had all this shame about it. I was like on top of it, you know, I, people don't realize that this is what my life looks like when I go home. And that just makes you go more and more and more and more inward, right? And uh, that went on for years. And eventually, um, you know, I started getting into looking at human trafficking and I had spent time in third world countries and I was like, I just feel called to do this. And I had this other startup that I was like working on that was like, again, a brilliant idea, but like, I just needed something deeper. I was wired for purpose. Mm -hmm. And... I have to have something innately in me that feels like it's going to impact the world in a positive way that makes change. And I know that about myself now. And that was also the time when I was saying like, I felt torn between being a Tom girl or pretty like the, being the girly girl on Instagram is what got me business. So if I change the game or change the dance, Mm -hmm. do I don't know if I have security on that other side. Right. And I'm here to tell you, you do, <laughs> um, but you have freedom on the other side. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I had to get down to a place where I was so desperate. And like I said, I had all this anger. I was filled with anger towards my parents, towards the guy who did that to me. Mm-hmm. Like you, you made this decision for me. I didn't make this decision. Now I have to be the one to deal with all this shit and clean up the wreckage. You know, it was like you, 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 you. I was the victim. Mm-hmm. Totally was the victim. And I lived my life like I was the victim. Until one day 
I collapsed in the mentally and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, no one's going to like, I was like, I can't admit that I'm struggling with alcohol. No one's going to like want to fund a business of mine. No one's going to want to do business with me. No one's going to want to date me. Like I got the scarlet letter now. I'm here to also say that has been a hundred percent the opposite. Yeah. I go into my investment meetings now and I share this story and that's not the case at all. Yeah. It's what we say, you know, in recovery that our dark past is our, is our biggest asset. Oh, hundred percent, you know, and when you can, and so maybe that's your variation is uniquely your own or my variation is uniquely my own, but I, I think anybody can relate to something mm-hmm. about their childhood or something. So maybe it's not a substance relationship or a specific sexual trauma, yeah. whatever it, it doesn't have to be those things. It can be just something that you perceived was, didn't go well, you know, whatever it is either way. Yeah. I love to frame it as like the the past can be your biggest asset. And so when you can now go, I'm not going to hold shame for any of that anymore. And I am going to just like, like acknowledge it and quit trying to pretend that it's not there. Uh, It's very empowering. Yeah. The cool thing was, is now on the other side of that, right. Is like finally admitting I needed help, which was like the best thing I've ever done as someone who struggled with alcohol and someone who was a sexual assault or rape survivor. Those were the two best decisions that was the best decision I ever made was admitting and asking for help what did that look like for you let's get specific um so I had um I watched this Elton John documentary or no sorry it was on Oprah (laughs) and she had Elton John on because I was googling anybody who was successful and sober because I was like someone's got there gotta be doing this do you know what I didn't find a whole lot of women at all and that were public about it and I'm so happy that we're having this conversation. You got to read the card. But I said, (laughs) I'm so happy that we are taking the space to do this because I want to, I didn't have someone that I could look at as a successful, strong, smart woman who has shared these types of things. I was desperate for it. Yep. But I did find men who were open. Mm -hmm. One being Dak Shepard, who had been through sexual assault and alcohol. Um, And he was a big, person for me during that time but I remember seeing this interview with Elton John and he was like I had sold millions of records I had all this success and why couldn't I do this one thing why couldn't I just fix this one thing and we attributed our sex our success at that time as thinking we should be capable right we should be able to drink normally or deal with this trauma normally like it's almost like you like what's wrong with me that I can't handle this? Well, yeah. I mean, also, you know, you see others taking drinks without, with, with immunity, yeah. you know, without any repercussion. Why, yeah. why are they able to do that? And yeah. I'm not. Yeah. And that, but that was a story I was telling myself and he goes, and he, I remember he said this and he said, my pride was going to kill me. And that was the dagger in the heart for me. I was so concerned about what other people thought about me that I was like willing to go down with the sinking ship and it was me finally like letting go of all my pride in my ego and just admitting I needed help. And the other part was when I was watching all these things about human trafficking that I actually thought maybe this is why I'm the way I am. And it was like removing it as an identity to me, but as a traumatic experience and honoring it and understanding that it has repercussions. Mm-hmm we just don't see them sometimes like in plain light, but they're there. Yeah. So that was what that looked like for me. And it was literally just collapsing and saying, 
I'm willing to do whatever it takes at this point, you know, and that to me was getting into 12 steps. That to me was starting EMDR trauma therapy. Didn't date for a year, took it very serious. When I set my mind to something, I do it and I do it to the full capacity. And Mm -hmm. that was not, um, this was a prime example of that, that I, I dedicated my life to it. Yeah. Yeah. So just, that's interesting. I mean, I feel like there are just a tremendous, that we've lived different lives. We are different humans, you know, but there's a tremendous amount of parallels just in, even though the details of the stories. And so I just feel like that's probably not going to be identical for others, but it will be relatable in some way of just, you reached a sufficient pain point to make a change. And then you asked for help. And that's just, obviously I couldn't agree more that like it was for me, a public humiliation, but nonetheless, the I'm desperate for your, you know, my pride yeah. is what's got me this far. And oh my gosh, now it's not even working anymore. Yeah. And so I guess we have to look for other solutions. And then you mentioned, it's funny because I don't even know that I think much about who was out there, you know, whatever. Fortunately, I did have a male and a female that I could think of that I knew were sober that I made connections with and just said, I need help. Yeah. And, uh, and thankfully they also got me in a recovery yeah. program. But anyway, so I just whether it's that or whatever it is, I think it's just such a, like being able to articulate. And that's an interesting thing because I can even think of, I was talking about this a little bit on a podcast yesterday. Uh, someone else says that just about even a month ago, and I told, I told you briefly about this, but even a month ago, I was like navigating some sort of emotions that I, that I need to kind of dig deeper on. Right. And so I don't really have answers in this moment today on what I was, what was up. Yeah. But what I found was interesting is that like I struggled to, cause that person that I was speaking to yesterday, they said, well, is it, do you struggle with authenticity? Can you get vulnerable with somebody? Mm. And I was like, I, I do feel like I can get vulnerable with somebody. And what, what was the struggle point to make the connection with another person and say something's wrong was that I didn't feel like I had the, I didn't understand what was wrong. So I, you know, speaking to someone who maybe is in a position of like, something's wrong and yet I don't know what, you know? So a day and a half went by of this like really weird, dark for me. Yeah. And I was like, I think I just, um, I guess I'm going to go ahead and make a phone call to a loved one and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I, I don't have a clue what's up, but something is up. And then thankfully, even just that, and I'm sitting here a month later and I cannot tell you what triggered that. And I need to do more work in a therapeutic environment to figure that stuff out. But what I do know is that even just willing to communicate, I don't know what's wrong. Something is wrong. Can you help? People did help. And so we've not come to some rainbow you know, at the end of the rainbow, the the pot of gold, but yet they did say, let's go ahead and take these actions and we're here with you, you know, and we love you. And those things are just tremendously helpful. So thank you for disclosing all of that. I mean, to be able to, like you talked about, we've talked about this before coming and being recorded and you were just like, no, I'm not afraid to say the term rape. I think it's important. Is it potentially triggering or whatever maybe but yet it's what happened and I'm willing to call it what it is yeah yeah I mean I've whispered it very much in my whole life you know where I've just been oh it's like sexually assaulted and that's a broad term right like what does that even mean uh and I'm like no motherfucker I was raped yeah this is what happened it's clear as day this is what it is and I'm gonna say it exactly like what it is yeah and it's like well, and it's no yeah. longer your identity anymore. You're choosing to do things for others to help them 
move past these traumatic experiences, which is definitely what that was, but your identity is altogether separate from that. So you can look at that and go, that really did happen. That's very real, Yeah. but it's no longer consuming. Oh my God. That's like the, the most beautiful part about this story now is I had this idea for this company. And then I was like, I feel like, but I feel like I want to go help survivors. Like I was like, I'm either going to join the Peace Corps or, and help live a life of service, no makeup, or I'm going to run a million dollar company. I remember the exact moment when I knew I was going to do both. And it was literally when I first was going through this and building this company before it has happened, I said, well, where does this human trafficking thing fit in? Why do I have this deep desire to save and help women who've gone through these things? Well, I was just walking and I heard you're going to hire survivors for their first job post-rescue. And I was told this in a way that I knew that it was true and it was coming from something bigger than me. Mm. And I just said, yes, sir, that's what I'm going to do. And literally like it's, it's all been happening. Like the beauty of this and, but I couldn't do anything to help them until I helped myself first. And that was very evident. Um, as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, you can't help nobody right now. Like you're a hot mess. Like we need to, <laughs> we need to, we need to sit down for a little bit of time, do yeah. some therapy. Yeah. Get some clarity. Now I can sit in a room full of survivors of women. And one of the girls last night, cause I, um, I, I work with survivors on a weekly basis. I mentor them. I help them. I help build programs for them. Um, we've done job programs through free. Well, our goal is to have a full-time employee this summer, because they're in a prison physically and different parts of their lives and trafficking can look very different for different people. Uh-huh. But what now I'm experiencing with them is the prison that they're still in. You can physically remove this woman from her trafficker, but she's still in this mental prison mm-hmm. where, and I'm like, God, I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. It's even harder to change the mental prison. Like one of the women recently was just like, I keep hearing that you're no good enough. You're no like this. Like she walks into a business meeting and she's just like, you know, this person has berated her and tried to convince her. His job was to manipulate her to think that she was nothing. That's the only way that he can control her. Mm -hmm. And how does she re-navigate that in her head now? And I'm like, this is, this is what it really is because yeah it's a matter of someone's being able to sh- so you get to show up in these women's lives and simply say and this is just so abundantly true like you that's not your identity and you do get a choice and yeah. you can choose to now you know and so obviously like I have not been trafficked uh yeah. I have experienced sexual assault which yeah. is still the term that yeah. I use in my journey yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but Either way, uh, which it's just, I, I have so much gratitude for you sitting down and having this conversation because the empowerment that I receive, mm. and this is just where I am right now, but it means a lot to me, you know, because these are messages that matter. Yeah. And so anyway, but I can think of just, uh, 
the right person saying the right thing at the right time is really all it takes to completely change somebody's trajectory of their life. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's within these rooms that you're in right now with these women who have been sex trafficked and you're working on getting them out of the prison that they're currently in, even though they're no longer in the circumstantial situation, yeah. but their brains are still locked in. You know, this makes me think of some work that I do with clients and I'm in within the fitness yeah. wellness space. And trust me, so much of the work that I do is just convincing these individuals that they have the capacity, they have the resources and the tools that they need right now, and they can use me and we can go on this journey together. And I'm so grateful to be a part of it today, but that they truly don't need me. Yeah. They have all that they need within themselves to be able to get this thing done. And I'm going to be able to maybe help them and be a source of inspiration, which is so amazing because how many years ago did the right person say the right thing to me at the right time to tell me that I was capable and I finally heard it and I started to do something about it and believe it. And so within that fitness world, right. And so it's just, it's so relatable that you can take it and apply it anywhere. If, if, if the right person says your narrative is broken. Yeah. And so maybe we just let go of that narrative and know that like you can replace it with a new one. Yep. And who says like, like who gets to tell you that this is your identity? Yeah. Do they, are you really going to give them that power? Yeah. No. It's hard. It's so hard. Like, I mean, like I still did that for a long time. I'm just now, I mean, almost what, almost four years sober now. And I'm still, you know, being like, wow. I used to think that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. I used to feel that way. And the cool thing was like, this is the one of the best feelings in the entire world. And I can't even like explain it. And I just feel so fortunate that when I sit with a survivor and I know that I'm building this company and I'm sitting across from this woman and I was like, I have never felt so purposeful or like everything makes sense in my entire life in those moments that I get to share with her that I've been where you've been. This is what it's like now. Like it is like the biggest high you could ever get in the world to feel like you were so in your purpose. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that until six months ago. Like they're like, wow, like this is insane. And you know, it's just motivating for me to keep working on myself too, because it's, it's like, I, it's not, it's, attraction not promotion right I can't force these people or these women to do the steps that I took Mm -hmm. but I can live a life that's so attractive yes that they're curious yes and that's my responsibility Mm -hmm. to do that and um and I'm so proud of you. I'm mad at me I'm so too. grateful to call you friend. Seriously, Aww. I'm excited. You know, we only Same. met a handful of months ago and I'm just excited to continue to like watch yeah. where you go and to be in whatever role that there is within that. That was such cool. a cool, I was, rem- I forgot about that part of the story where like, it was like the last hour of the weekend. Yeah. And yeah. we could have not ever, never had this, but I mentioned something about being sober and you go, I'm sober too. And I was like, well, kind of sober, you know? And like, yeah. <laughs> there's so many versions, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And then it's just like, and then I was like, well, I have this friend. And you're like, I have this friend. And it was like this crazy, like, like you never know. Yep. You know, um, it was really cool. But yeah, it's, I'm so excited and I feel so much at peace now with what we do and how we do it. And just letting my higher power lead me. And that's a huge part of my life too, is like being in a place where I am, um, I am open to 
God or something equipping me with everything that I need to make the impact. Like there's no way I went through what I went through and have this calling in my heart for no reason. And that then creates a sense of peace for you. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it took a long time for me yeah. to get to this damn place, you yeah. know, cause I'm trying to control everything around me all the time, Sure. you know? And finally when I'm just like, okay, I think we said it earlier, Jesus, take the wheel, take the whole car, just take the whole fucking car. <laughs> and Literally. Yeah. I'm I a just, backseat passenger yeah. now. Like. Seriously. <laughs> it is so interesting. I, we talked about this too, you know, whenever life felt so out of control for so long, and so whenever you start to behave in such a way where maybe you do actually have the capacity to control a bit more details of your life, then yeah. you can like really want to like self-will everything, you know, like that's kind of yeah. the experiences that we've had to navigate of like, I, I want to control something so much that I want to like grip it until it suffocates. And then I have to damn near suffocate it and then go. Oh, I think this was the part where I was supposed to give this up. Oh, you know, the worst part is where you work so hard for something and then realize it wasn't the best thing for you. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but we learn. <laughs> but we learn. I'm going to do I'm going to try so hard for that. I don't okay. really want it. So I do want to pivot now, too, because here's OK. So with free will and here's what's really cool. You know, so we sat down and had a meeting where you did your athlete slash investor pitch, yeah. which I just feel tremendous gratitude Aww. that you want to like offer that to me. And, and it just is cool. It's yeah. so cool. And it was very well put together. Aww, of course it was aesthetically pleasing. I just used the product for the first time the other day, the very first product that you guys have and, uh, loved it. And so I'm excited to continue to just kind of like look into this more because this is so far outside of my realm. Yeah. But uh, as far as like personal care, I literally call my personal care uncare because I'm like, I'm the worst. Like, I don't even know how to wash my face. It's a tragedy. <laughs> and you look like you do. Like It's a literal tragedy. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I have one shampoo and I don't even have other yet. Yeah, now I have your products and I have two hair products. Well, anyway, it's a, bottom line. It's just we've got well, the only way we can go up from here is or go from here is up. So. Anyway, and I'm excited. I'm in my 30s, and that's why I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better because I'm in my 30s. And I'm going to take care of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, we sat down and go over this. And so, yes, it was, like, really well put together, and, um, you know, the packaging is pretty. And but, but here's the standouts to me. Those things are quite relevant. But your belief was jarring mm. because it was, like, you were so bought in on what you were telling us. And it was one other athlete investor who has gone on ahead and invested yeah. uh, that was in this meeting with us. And so you were just like fully sold, but your vision was also so large. So like, not only does she just like really believe in what she's up to, which is a great thing for sales. Like if you believe you, I'm more likely to believe you. That's just kind of how that works. Yeah. But also like the vision that you have is, absolutely massive oh. and so I'm like bold move over there girl so one of the things you said before we started recording today was you said I have no doubt this company is going to be crazy successful and this yeah. is just kind of you know that was just in in conversation one of the sentences that you threw together about your opinion about what you're building right now yeah just a one-to-one -one, friend to friend conversation I have yeah. no doubt that and this is the narrative that I'm hearing from you yeah and I do think that when you seek it and when you speak it, some really cool things are going to go down. Yeah. So I'm really excited to watch this unfold for you. But when I sat through the pitch and then I also took your deck that you gave to us and I gave that to uh, 
someone that's a close mentor of mine who is a lot more well-versed in finance and investment and things like that. And then we broke down what you said and they were also very complimentary of the team that you've built. And of course, when you were telling me about the team that you've built, you were abundantly proud and, you know, Mm. but like it's your thing. And so then to hear another person who has no bias uh, at all, just say, no, it's really actually sound. And all of this to say, from my perspective, how did we go from this is, we were a hairdresser for 18 years. Yeah making products in our kitchen probably yep. at home still do uh-huh About to yeah the manufacturer Woo-hoo. just curious you know like yeah you were just curious enough about you've been using products on women's not just women's but people's hair yeah. for so long and you're just like simply curious and wanting to help and you're doing the thing whatever and to where now you have this like whole brand with this whole build out of multiple products that you've got one right now and then your future ones are already underway and the people that you've brought in for all of these different roles within the company and that pitch deck of how the investor and athlete comes into it and how you're going to give back to these and you know like this is you've spent time and energy here and this isn't just slap slapped together and so my curiosity with my very long-winded description from my perspective is how the hell did you get such a big vision like was there a mentor in your life that instilled in you you have the capacity to do this how did you know that you had this team what resources did you use to know that you needed to build a team to put these people in these roles like what happened I was born Claire that was just what happened (laughs) I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie I have been this way since I was born like I'm, I don't do anything. I have to be a hundred percent bought in. And when I know I'm a hundred percent bought in, there's no stopping me, hmm. but there's 99% of my life where I'm not bought in. I mean, this comes down to even like a food eating competition. I won one by the way. Yes, I did. Ah. But I decided I was going to win it right before oh I went gosh. up there. But that's what I'm saying is like with this company, I had that other company and I just knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't right. And with this company, I, I've been dating this company myself for three years. I had this product and I was like, I liked it for me. I tested on Olympic athletes. I developed it. You know, it was all this stuff. I didn't have any intention for it. And then people were buying second, third and fourth bottles. And I go, that's interesting. And then I was like, hmm, is this the path that I'm meant to go on? And I was like, Nope, I need some, I, what I learned from this last com- like company that I didn't let that one get very far because I knew that I wasn't bought in. And it was crazy because it was such a good idea. And everybody's like, you got to bring this back one day. And I had the customers, it could have been big, but I just was like, I needed that deeper purpose. And so with this company, I had this product that I reiterated versions on, on like professional athletes. And I was like, if I can help an Olympic swimmer with their hair, I can help anybody with their hair. Mm. And that was the standard that I had. And, but most people start a product line and they're like, I have this idea. I'm going to build it. I'm going to spend this money on Instagram ads and I'm going to go and like, just put it out there. And yes, they get millions of people buying it with the ads. They're also hand chained to that method. And if Instagram ever changes their algorithm, they're fucked. But What I realized was in order for me to go all in and actually get investment, I need, this company's got to prove it to me. 
And so I waited very patiently for almost two years to watch what this product did with no advertising. Were people buying it again? Were they buying it a third time? A fourth time? Were they telling their friends? And they did. And now I have the confidence to walk into a room and say, I know that this will work. And this is why. Because I was patient. And I took my time. And I confidently can now take investment into this company. Because not only that, I also know my weaknesses. And I know where I needed to put the right people in place. And that's a God thing. That is not a Shandy thing. That is not a reflection. I guess they would say it was a reflection of me. But that is a reflection of me listening and getting very still on the right directions to take and saying, oh my gosh, I need someone who can help me with financials and understanding how to put together. I didn't know any of this shit. Right. I didn't know anything about how investment worked. I mean, I was, I went to people, I asked people, like I had a girl that her company's now valued at a billion dollars. She was one of my clients. And I said, I feel like an idiot. I don't know what any of these terms mean. And she goes, neither did I. And here's this book. And it was cool. It's like, there's like the secret boys club. I have a secret girls club and I go to these women and they help me. And I've had men help me too in this sense too, but I didn't understand a lick of investment terms. And now I feel very confident being able to go in and describe it. And now I get to help other women understand it. Yep. And so for me, the reason why I'm so confident is because I took years of patience to really watch something and not rush into it because when I'm in, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I wish I was like this with my dating life, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I'm like, you're pretty and shiny. Let's go. <laughs> this rem- I had a conversation on someone else's podcast yesterday and they wanted to talk about relationships because they're writing a book about some, yeah. some safety within relationship, right? It was interesting. And, uh, but I was like, as they were asking questions, I was like, I think I need to really disclose one, I'm not an expert. Two, I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. So like anything that comes out of my mouth in relationship, yeah. whatever, like if we want to go down my lane of fitness, like I know a thing or yeah. two. If we want to yeah. go down my lane of nutrition, I know a thing or two. Yeah. We had some areas where I can say some things that might be of value because I have like iterated on it for an extended period of time and seen success. Yeah. You want to talk about relationship stuff? We can talk about it. I am in the thick of it. Right. No, that's literally <laughs> it. Like I only take advice from people who've done yeah. what I'm looking to do. Yeah. Or has Which that's a huge takeaway that's completely unrelated to anything we've spoken about before. But with relationship, I will say, how many relationship gurus do you see on the internet all the time? And I absolutely then look and see, yeah. like, okay, what's their, like, because to me, I, I am of the opinion, I want a long-term partnership. That's something I desire. Right. And so if you are feeding me your yeah. flavor of advice and like, that's not the direction yeah. that you've headed, it's just simply like, well, it doesn't resonate with me. And I like, even if that's the storyline you're pitching me and you have no experience with actually seeing it through. Yeah. I don't understand why I'm going to hang out here. Yeah. Well, yeah. People are like, Shandy, I'm like, you're broke up the wrong tree. Like I can help you about other things, but don't ask me about that part. Right. Um, but the good thing is, is what I've now learned to do in that aspect of my life Mm. is to do what I've done in my business. And I used to always feel like I was two separate people. And now I just don't feel like that way anymore. Like, and that's a testament to doing constantly doing the work. Yep. And that's the thing too, is like, once I find out that I have like another, I'm like, that's the thing is like, I, in early sobriety, I thought many times I've arrived. 
I am fixed. For sure. <laughs> I got the tools. See you later. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you go make and a mess. And then the universe like, is like, it. that's cute. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not how this works. It's for real. So now I have to maintain the humbleness of knowing that like it's going to always be constant work. Same thing with running my business. Yep. I'm very confident and knowing what I'm not confident in and bringing in the right people. Yeah. And the cool part is, is since we are a mission-driven company and we are innovating and we are doing different things, people notice and the right people show up. And I am beyond grateful for my team. And they are like, I pinch myself every day that these are the people that I get to work with every day because they're so smart and talented and kind and really good people. Yeah. Well, and I want to touch on too that, you know, one of the things with that mentor of mine, this is an older male who has a lot more experience investing Mm -hmm. and they also built a company and took on investors. They took on very significantly, you know, it's, it's a massive, there's a reason I I have selected this individual as a mentor for this sort of thing, uh, because they've proof of concepted a bunch. And so that being said, they were kind enough to review your plan that you, you know, for the investor side of things that you sent and then walk through it with me and explain it to me, which was so kind. And they also then said, and there's someone who they've got money. Yeah. And they said, it's very obvious. She doesn't just want anybody's money. No, she doesn't want mine. I'm, you know, a 60 something year old male, whatever. And I don't fit the demographic of what she's looking for at this time. Yeah. Uh, she wants you. She very clearly wants you. Yeah. And that's clear. I want you Claire. (laughs) (laughs) And that's clear in your, in, in the plan, in the deck, you know? And so it was just, I thought that that was very, Unique because what you said before we started recording is like, yeah, could I go and take on all of these other investors of whoever, wherever, whatever? Sure. Yeah. And yet I'm choosing to go a different route. And so I can't speak to, because this is not a lane of expertise for me. So I don't even know if that's a good idea or not. Yeah. But it might not. We'll see. Right. But (laughs) like, why is it your idea? So that was really important to me because I, like I said, I was patient with this company and there's a lot of people. It started off with the people that were my early customers. And I was like, wow, I would love it if they could be a part of this with me. And at that time, I wasn't trying to raise crazy amounts of money. Um, And I was like, well, let me figure out a way to allow these people who supported me from day one to now be a part of this company. My number one customer put in 30 grand into my company. I was totally shocked. I didn't realize that. I was like, wow, it's a woman. I'm so impressed. Like, that is so cool. And the thing was, is that I'm also like a businesswoman, right? So I'm like, all right my customer is this and there's this whole influencer culture. And I thought, okay, what if I created a better alternative for partnerships with athletes and athlete to me is a very broad term in Mm -hmm. the sense of like, I don't care if you are lifting weights in the corner of your apartment you're an athlete to me. Like that is so great. You know? Um, and I struggled with that because I was like, I had imposter syndrome. I was like, well, I'm not an athlete. And I was like, you know what, Shandy, we're changing that language, you know? Like you like to get out and do sports and like, that's cool. And I will say having never played sports growing up, me personally, not getting to a gym till I was in my twenties. Yep. Now everybody identifies me as an athlete. I literally have brand partnerships. Isn't that cool? Athlete, right? It's crazy. And the thing is, I don't, sometimes I don't mention it because it's, it's me. Right. And it's kind of like, whatever. I don't know. I'm just me. But it was a number of years ago, whenever the, the right person said, you always say you'll never be, you'll never be 
and why? Yeah. Why not you? And then all of a sudden, that was the right person at the right time. Switch yeah. the flip, flip the switch, whatever. And now I do identify. I'm like, yeah, I genuinely am one. Well, That's so exciting. And I didn't even get there until I was damn near 30. Yeah. We know what's so crazy is like. So you're right. You are an athlete. And I think anybody <laughs> listening to this know that if you are someone who's showing up and giving a shit about your body, yeah. then guess what? You get to identify as an athlete too. Yep. And when you start to go ahead and let that resonate with you and choose to say it, even if it doesn't totally resonate yet, but you choose to speak it, like, congratulations. Yeah. You are. Well, that's how I feel about being a CEO also. You know, it was like, like I've had quite a few people, men in particular, who I pitched and they're like, I just thought you were a hairstylist. And I was like, that's cute. Like, <laughs> no, like yeah. I you were been, simply a hairstylist for a number of years. I've and that's my, an amazing role. But I've owned my business since I was 25. Yeah. And I grew a very successful hair business, you yeah. know? And I mean, well, even a hairdresser that's just got a booth at somewhere, like they yeah. still own their own business. Yeah. Yeah. They are also still and the that's CEO what I did. of their business. Yeah. And yeah. it was, you know, I've been self-reliant and growing and providing for myself since I was 25. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I didn't even realize that that was how the world perceived me because in my head, I'm a businesswoman. That's how I operate, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was new to me when I walked in and people were like, oh, and I'm just like, well, you, you didn't get the memo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I, knew. I do. I know. And but again, the humbleness for me is where I'm like, I know what I don't know, too. Mm-hmm. And I I've been in a place where I want to grow something together with people. So I've been bringing on advisors and that's like bringing the equity to them to where they feel like they're a part of this also from day one. And these people have gone through the start of really huge brands that have sold for billions of dollars and they're coaching me on what I need to do now in order to have that in the future. So bringing in the athletes and 80% women is also too, women aren't investing right now. And we want them to. And only like less than 2% of women get investment in the world. And we're the fastest growing entrepreneur in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I also want to change that dynamic. And so how do I bring more women to the table into this? We are a company for all genders, all races, everything. But it is so powerful to me that... I can say 50 women invested in my company Mm -hmm. of all different ages, of all different races, of all different walks of life, of all different amounts. You know, and what I love about you took the time to sit down and explain your thing to me. And then I got to take it and learn more. And and what I've spoken to that person about is I'm like, if nothing else, if nothing else, and I just love you as my friend. And I love that I can tell you this and I'm like, literally like, you know, but I'm like, uh, if nothing else, this is such a cool learning opportunity. So what I mean is if, if nothing else, even if it goes nowhere from here, which whatever, uh, you've given me the opportunity as another woman Mm -hmm. to learn something. Yeah. And that is really rewarding. One of the best things is, is like now when I approach these women and I explain a safe note, I explain cap tables, I explain all these things. Like that was a foreign language to me before. Absolutely. And it's really cool to be able, and uh, here's the thing, it's not just women, it's men too. Sure. Like, it's our generation. We're learning, we're, we're coming up of age now where we're kind of thinking about that. What I love is I see 20-year-olds now who are already thinking that way. Like, it's kind of where this middle generation that was like, you know, we're trying to figure that out. Like, women just got bank accounts, like what, 60 years ago? Literally. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Um, and so, 
Yeah. And for me, it's like building a community is my most important thing. Like if you look at the brands that have done really, really well, it's they've built a community around them, you know, and I thought what a better way. And if they help us grow, that pays off later for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and also offering a really competitive, you know, advantage to them in other areas of like what they get in return instantly. Right. Like a commission that is like legit, Mm -hmm. you know, not just 10%, whatever, you know, (laughs) sorry. No, I've actually, I've trust me. I've had a lot of, um, <laughs> Partnerships, I just laugh at. I'm like, this just, I'm selling enough of your stuff. I guess I'll go ahead and, you know, whatever. But yeah. I like, think it's funny. Like, I'll look at it and be like, who actually looks at this and thinks this is lucrative? And maybe, maybe the joke, joke's on everybody. I don't know. Yeah. I in mean, some of those situations. I mean, the other thing is, too, is like when I, if we approach an influencer and they're like, you got to pay me 10 grand for one post. And I'm just like, that's a lot. And I'm like, and you're not giving me any ROI here. Yeah. Like, you're not actually like, showing me that that's gonna I'm gonna make my money back Well, like you said you've got a longer vision of just simply going I just want you to be bought in on it too I want you to love it as well I want you to love us I want us to love you yeah and I want to make this a relationship thing and I think that that's really really cool yeah that's the main goal for me here is like you know it's bringing creating my dream company every day and what does that look like yeah you know and also I feel like I was rerouted this way trust me I tried it the other way too where I was like this doesn't feel right though it doesn't align. It doesn't feel good in my gut. This isn't the right direction. Mm-hmm. What is the right direction, Shandy? I don't know. Let's sit down. Think about it. Get still. Do a little pray. Pray, pray, pray. Okay. And then all of a sudden the right opportunities started showing up. An athlete came to me. And then I was like, hold on a second. Mm. And then that's when I thought, what could I do different? So one of my gifts I feel like as an entrepreneur also is when everybody's going this way, where's everybody not going? And I'm going to be, I'm going to try to do that direction because I don't want to compete with the masses. Mm. That's really hard. So mm. how do you set yourself apart? Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite things about being an entrepreneur is being scrappy and like thinking outside the box. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. I love you. <laughs> um, we're going to have to round this thing out because it's already over an hour and it's just, you know, that's just how this works. But Trust me, I have a little, yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got more that we could get into, to say the least. This is so easy. Uh, this is such a free flow. Uh, so just obviously, thank you for your time. I appreciate you. You have been diligent with me, and I am a pain in the butt. Uh, trust me. Claire, I get what I want. You just wait. Yeah. You? No, because you're, you're <laughs> persistent, and I think there's, there's tremendous, right there, there's tremendous value in persistence, you know, if you. Uh, well, it's persistence in space, right? It's like, I know at the end of the day, like, it's just, I got to hand things over. It's mm-hmm. not, sometimes it's not in my hands, you know, but I just say, Hey, I'm making my intentions very clear. Yeah. And I'm going to show up just consistently. I'm yeah. just going to show up consistently and do what I need to do and trust that the things are going to work the way that they should. Yeah. I think that's, um, very underrated because, because when people, I will say when people show up in my life and are persistent and are consistent in their behavior and so on. Those are attractive traits and you do that for any length of time. And suddenly, you know, it just, it does remind me of some other people that are more like larger roles in my life today that absolutely happily state like, yeah, when we first met, you just left me on red all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, but I decided (laughs) and, and then, but then I can think about people that I like, that are, that are that for me, you know? And, and yeah. so now those people, they showed up consistently enough that now like I'm probably getting left on red by them. And I'm like, but I like you, so I don't care. You know? Yeah. Well, it's also or, like super mutual. Right. Cause then yes. you're like, Hey, I love 
this. Let's get you on the podcast and share your story. And I was like, cool, this feels great. This yep. feels organic and nice and good too. And so it's just like, plus, will you add value to my life? Oh, right, right back at you. Yeah. I think that that's, that's the thing with all of it is like, it's a, uh, I, I, I love wa- letting things organically flow as they should, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you, if you are an individual who is adding value, then like, man, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. You know, I always try to make sure that I'm adding value to people too. Right. right. Because I like to think about me a lot and I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like it's just like a book says, it says, what are we contributing to the stream of life every day? Mm-hmm. And it's a question we're taught to answer daily. And there's definitely days where it is just all about Shandy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I, I try to remember, and it does, it just feels so good, right? To feel like you're contributing and being of service in any way we can. And so, um, like even like last night spending time with women at Magdalene house, you know, I was really tired, you know, yep. and it was like almost eight o'clock at night. And you I'm didn't want to go before you went. I was tired. Yep. Yeah. But, you and went. I always just sit there and I'm like, okay, whatever reason I'm here tonight, and it was like, and then I leave just feeling so fulfilled and happy and purposeful. And like, it's, it was worth it, you know? Yep. Um, and that's one of the biggest lessons that I've gotten through sobriety. Totally. My actions do not care why I take them. They just care that they're taken. Mm. How I feel about whether I want to go to the thing or do the thing is pretty irrelevant. You know, mm. that was whenever we are in our program and yeah. we're, you know, I remember being told you're going to show up this many suggested, you're going to show up this many times per week. And for the first probably year of that journey, I was like cursing it every yeah. time. Like, I don't want to, you know, yeah. Eight o'clock at night. I yeah. don't want to. And then by today it's like, yeah, how you feel about it doesn't really, yeah, doesn't really matter. Uh, the value that it adds to your life means that you probably just need to keep doing it anyway. Yeah. 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 And I forget that all the time. It's so crazy. Like, I'm always just like... Yeah, we're human. Yeah. Like, we, we're messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> Experiential learners, as yeah. I like to say. Yeah. I had a friend tell me that one time. They're just like, I'm just forgetful. And I'm just like... <laughs> Well, it's like, it's like why we go to, you know, like people go to church, right? They need to be reminded of whatever it is that they believe and how they're trying to live. It's why you pray daily. You know, if prayer is a daily action for you, which there's tremendous science to support that regardless of whatever you're praying to, I'm not trying to tell anybody to live any type of way, but like scientifically it is a, like for your brain, a really positive venture to choose to do that thing daily. And so however you feel about it, you know, if you know, like, oh, I better, it's just all of those things. It makes sense. Like it's, it's kind of. Um, but how do I remember that that's a value? I forget to do it for a bit and I'm like, oh yeah, shoot. That thing was helping me. I should probably pick that tool back up. Yes. Yes. That's cool. Yes. I'm this close to tattooing things on my forehead. (laughs) Okay. We're going to round it out. I want to know what are three things that you are grateful for today? You number one, um, just loving that all these amazing women have shown up in my life that I prayed for. Yeah. You know? Um, two, I am just extremely grateful for the peace that I have today. I don't have peace tomorrow, but I will have peace today. And I have that. And I love that feeling. And then three, I am extremely grateful for my family. Yeah. Um, and like, just like any family, you know, we, can take them for granted sometimes and I think the, every time I re- reflect and rest on it I'm very grateful that I have parents I can talk to about anything 
um, a brother that we'll get into it and then we hug, you know, right after. So I'm very grateful for my family. I love that. Thank you for that because that's a reminder to me to be grateful for my family because I have a tremendous family as well. And so thank you because you just gave me a gift right there of like pivot, pivot your thought and like, remember to be grateful for them and, and, uh, show up for them, which I I try to do, but it's something that we get the opportunity to get better at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Three things that I'm grateful for today. One, I am grateful for my clients. Uh, my life is so much cooler because they exist. Mm -hmm. And so we remind each other of that a lot, but I'm just like, this is crazy for somebody who fought the role of being a coach for so many years. Now I get to be a coach and I'm like, this is nuts. I freaking love it here. They are the coolest. So I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for podcast. This was something that all started because whenever I lost my job, everybody was like, you should podcast. And I was like, okay, I don't know what to do with my hands. And like, now like, this is so cool. Like this is still so cool. Yeah. And even last weekend going to Florida and getting to meet some girls that like listen to the podcast. Like it was like very surreal. I literally was like having conversation with them and I'm like, my brain doesn't know what to do with this. This is really weird. I know that we put things on the, so I'm very grateful for this thing that it exists, that we get the opportunity to do this. And if nothing else, it's just a cool way to connect. Yeah. Uh, so I'm grateful for that. And then, uh, I'm grateful for your vision because it inspires me. Like you choosing to just like, continue to to trudge yeah it inspires me to just continue to trudge and so those will be my gratitudes today tell them where can they find you support you obviously like we talked about it's free well and there is a single product right now and it is called power gloss and all i know is that i've used it one time and i know that i I love the founder and that it smells amazing and my hair felt great i know that i have friends that use it consistently that do things like jujitsu so they lose a lot of hair on the mats and they say that it's helping their hair so i'm excited to continue to use it but all i can speak to is that i've used it one time and i went in a public setting very shortly thereafter and every Everyone was like, bro, what is that smell in the best way? And I was like, oh, yo, it's my hair. Yeah. So uh, like it was and I enjoyed it. It was on my head. And I was like, this is nice. (laughs) So that's about as far as I can take it with that. But so where can they find you and support you? Yeah. So we um, are on Instagram at livefreewell.co. And you can purchase through there. We're on Amazon. It's just type in Freewell Power Gloss. Um, Our website is livefreewell.com. Um, what makes power gloss different is we are the deep conditioning treatment that you do outside of the shower. No longer are you confined to having to do a treatment in the shower that only does one thing. Power gloss covers seven different things. Um, that's part of our big sustainability model too, is that we can replace seven products on your counter. Um, boys have got three in one for a long time and I'm like, um, no, I want it too. And also it, I wanted to fix every issue that were the major issues that I saw from my clients. So power gloss rebalances your scalp if you're too oily, too dry. Um, people who work out a lot, they end up getting really oily scalps and dry ends because they're overwashing. And so their ends get dehydrated and their scalp's dehydrated and it starts overproducing. It me. Yeah. And then we also, it repairs your ends. It adds tons of natural, healthy shine. There's a huge difference in like a silicone and then like actually really good ingredients for your hair. Um, it also, um, protects your hair if you are immersed in salt water or chlorine, which is great. And you're also getting a deep conditioning treatment. So I built this when I was training for a triathlon. Um, and then it also will help stimulate, um, thickness in the hair and hair growth. Um, and so it's like, it does just almost everything that you could need. And it's for every race and gender. I got, I get amazing letters and messages from people who are like, 
products were never for me and now I feel like I can use this and it is for you. And it's, it's, that's a huge plus for me too. And, um, anybody can walk up to power glass and know it's for them. Yeah. And I will say just applying it, I felt like it was very easy and kind of fun. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like massaging it into my scalp, like felt good. And it was just like easy. Like the bottle that it's in the applique, well, you know, the yeah. thing that it just kind of, I just like rubbed it along my scalp. Anyway, for being of total, don't even like, I don't know the terminology. <laughs> I don't know the, like, I don't even know. I'm sure that any cosmetologist would watch me apply my makeup and be yeah. like, what in the actual F is happening here? Um, so I'm sure that I probably did that in such a way that's like, sweetie, what? But I enjoyed it and it was thoroughly applied. Anyway, so I'm, I'm excited to continue to try it. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, like you, like it, it really bodes results for different people for different reasons too. You know, it's, um, it's like for me, it started off, I need something to protect my hair when I'm swimming, you know? And then now it's like all I ever use in my hair, literally only thing is shampoo, conditioner, and power gloss just to prove a point mainly, but that's actually now all I do need. Yeah. And it's crazy cause I get stopped every day about my hair. You and do have thick hair. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I also do jujitsu and like, I mean, at the sheepdog response, you know, like, I remember looking at the ground. Did you did you see me? Oh yeah, we, well, we were talking. And I was like, oh, all over the when I go to those women's classes over at Ten Planet, and like <laughs> w- constantly, like there's just yeah, people be losing hair. I'm just like, oh man, but can I pick sports that I don't? I can actually like still look cute after, like mm-hmm. you know, like nope, apparently not. It was funny. Mary came in the other day and like lifted up like on the back of her head. Like uh, she was like, do I have a bald spot right there? And I was like, oh, you did lose a little. Yeah, <laughs> Some, something she did over there. She's a beast. Speaking oh, of yes, she speaking is. of Mary, rolling. She has no problem submitting me, and I love it. Mo- like but I'm big so, and bulky. She's got this presence about her too, and like, but she is such a bringing women together and just like such a girl's girl in that sense. You know, yeah, I love is. it. But the thing was when rolling with her because she's tiny too, but she is solid. Yes, yeah, she is. And I was like. Oh, this is what's out there. She has no problem applying her force. That's what I absolutely love. Like she's 125 yeah. and I'm like 150. So I'm a good bit bigger and I'm quite strong. And even still, she will monkey on me so fast and grab a hold of one of my limbs and yank. I mean, like I, I love, I really enjoy rolling with her because she will apply pressure in a way that I'm like, what the hell just happened? I'll be honest. I've never felt what, like I've, to have that kind of strength put on you by a female was so inspiring. Dude, so cool. I was like, damn it. This is what I got to do now. This is a new level. Crap. Like, and know? like you said, she's also just such a wonderful human. She yeah. makes me laugh. I think one of my favorite things about oh her gosh, I know. is like, she makes me laugh and she reminds me to not take myself too seriously. Yeah. And you maybe relate to me in that, that like yeah. we can take ourselves quite seriously. Well, cause she's stunning. Yes. But then she dresses like a homeless person. Yep. 12 year old boy, homeless homeless man, hooker. And it just is the funniest thing. I love it. I'm a sucker for a dichotomy. I really am. Like, I mean, like, you know, and like the fact that she's like doing all these like skin treatments, but then she like wears like flannels and boots and stuff. And I'm just like, I love you. I just like, love you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. But she's been, she's what she's done with, for women in jujitsu is, I remember walking in there and it's inti- like you said, intimidating, mm-hmm. but I was told cause I was brought in by a friend, a client of mine that's been going there for years. And she's like, all the girls are great here. All the girls are great here. And that was one of the big things about that gym in particular yeah. and Mary and all the girls I've met. They're so welcoming yep. and they, there's none of this like side eyeing. Who were you? Like it is like this instantly, no matter your level, no matter what, like the women are so welcoming mm-hmm. and 
that's huge because that's a super intimidating place to go into because it is it's 98 percent men mm-hmm. which is also really cool i like that too but um that was a big difference and mary was a big part of that yeah yeah totally agree Okay, we're going to wrap it. Uh, the description will include details so that that way if you do want to go find uh, Free Well and just learn more about the product, learn more about Shandy, et cetera, then you can go there. And so that'll be in the description. And if you are still here, I want to tell you that we appreciate you. Your energy matters tremendously. And so the fact that you've chosen to come and spend it with us in this way means I have a heck of a lot to us. So I am grateful for you. And if you feel like you got something of value out of this episode, then I have to ask that you would follow the show wherever you're consuming it, that you would rate and review it. I haven't put enough emphasis on that detail recently. So let me like emphasize that detail that those help so much and as we're surpassing 50 plus episodes here we're past 50 now and uh, I want this thing to continue to grow and so that just there's a really helpful thing so there's a nudge and then just share it with someone if you think it will positively impact them so we just hope that you choose to have a beautiful day